gentlemen, and welcome to the latest edition of the American Awakening. I am, as always, your host, Michael Herzog. The title for tonight's broadcast, The World Now Knows the Emperor Has No Clothes. Now, as the story goes, it was clear to one child that the emperor was indeed naked as he stood before his subjects. Though the crowd knew they could see all the body parts the emperor possessed as he paraded his imaginary clothing before the masses, they instead stood steadfastly in their silence as they had been convinced by their trusted authorities that they should see something that they, well, try as hard as they did, could not see. They questioned whether their eyes were fooling them. They listened to the authorities and were gaslighted in believing that their eyes were deceiving them. Until one individual in the younger generation called it out for what it was. The young man was untarnished, unblemished, unpropagandized by the leadership lies. This fictional anomaly happened for real just this past week, and that event is what this broadcast intends to direct its focus on tonight. Now, I'm going to start with a memory that most of us over the age of 30 should recall. Have a listen to this, folks. Americans are asking Why do they hate us? They hate what they see right here in this chamber, a democratically elected government. Their leaders are self-appointed. They hate our freedoms, our freedom of religion, our freedom of speech, our freedom to vote and assemble and disagree with each other. Hmm, yeah. The uh, they that George Bush was alluding to were those of the Muslim faith. They hate us for our freedoms, our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion. The statement itself made little sense for even then our freedom of speech was being attacked and has metastasized over the past generation to, uh, uh, The statement itself, I mean, (laughs) we now are seeing the massive censorship on all forms of social media and arrests and incarcerations taking place for those who choose to exercise their free speech. Anyone that doesn't agree 
with the government's many times false narratives. Now, there are too many examples to name in this broadcast, but the latest victim of this is InfoWars reporter and host Owen Schroyer, who currently sits in prison for simply saying the words death to tyranny and questioning the 2020 election. But there was an answer to George Bush's weak explanation to why they, quote, hate us. And it was written in the form of a letter way back in early 2002 by the very man accused of being the head orchestrator of 9-11, that being Osama bin Laden. Now, to be clear, I'm not a fan of Osama bin Laden, nor am I a Muslim, but I think it important to share as not only is it coming from a Muslim perspective, but is mostly spot on as to why Muslims in other countries would hate us here in the United States. Osama bin Laden's letter lay secretly for better than 20 years before it was recently leaked to the internet. And in this letter, not, it not only answered the question, but has since caused a political firestorm across the globe as, uh, well, like the young man exposing the emperor, Generation Z, that's the world's young generation for those who do not know, has read this letter and posted their reactions to it on TikTok for all of the world to hear. Now, I'm going to read the entire letter, but before I do, I want you to hear the reaction of our young generation after they too had read it. Here's just a few of people in the Generation Z with their reaction to this. I just read a letter to America. Read it, and if you have read it, let me know if you are also going through an existential crisis in this very moment. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. The government will have you believe that people commit acts of terror because they're evil. They hate how accepting and free America is. That's not true at all. That doesn't make any sense. They have brainwashed us to think that we was the best country in the plan on the planet. When in reality, we're the worst country in the planet. If you're Muslim and you've lived in the U.S. since 9-11, you know more truth than the typical citizen. Now it's all coming to light because of Palestine. I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now, and a lot of people are. This letter is so well written and so reasonably structured. Like, everything he said was valid. Everything he said was valid. This letter, folks, now leaked out 20 years, 20 plus years after the fact is now giving the world a wake-up call as to how we have been propagandized and gaslighted for a Zionist agenda that has literally hijacked the true Jewish faith. And as they say, the cat's out of the bag, and many people of the world are psychologically on fire because of it. Now, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, who is the chief executive of the ADL, uh, is, well, <laughs> had a meltdown. I mean, he was flipping out, uh, admitting that the propaganda that they've been conveying is no longer working. <laughs> 
Have a listen to this one. This is Jonathan Greenblatt in response to this, folks. Hold on. But I also want to point out that we have a major, major, major generational problem. All the polling I've seen, ADLs polling, ICCs polling, independent polling, suggests this is not a left-right gap, folks. The issue in the United States of support for Israel is not left and right. It is young and old. And the numbers of young people who think that Hamas's you know, massacre was justified is shockingly and terrifyingly high. And so we really have a TikTok problem, a Gen Z problem, that our community needs to put the same brains that gave us Tagli, the same brains that gave us all these other amazing innovations, need to put our energy toward this, like, fast. Because, again, like, we've been chasing this left-right divide. It's the wrong game. The real game is the next generation. And the Hamas and their accomplices, the, idi- the useful idiots in the West, are falling in line in ways that are terrifying. Last I'll just say, we saw a dramatic change in the language of the activists here in America on October the 8th. The language of groups that we've long tracked have long been problematic, like Students for Justice in Palestine and Jewish Voices for Peace. They flipped like this and went to like Iranian propaganda. The language I could show you from their toolkits, because our analysts are in their groups. We saw this again on October the 8th. It was that fast. Like the language in their toolkits was all about the Zionist entity and lots of other language that we recognized from Iranian propaganda. Iranian propaganda. Zionism is Iranian propaganda. <laughs> and he says a major, major, major generational problem. Uh, you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, The number of the young generation that thinks Hamas attack was justified is shockingly and terrifyingly high. Uh, No, it really wasn't an attack, folks. It was a revolt. If you've been penned up for 75 years, okay, like in a prison, right, open-air prison, you might revolt as well. He goes on to say, we really, really have a TikTok problem and a Generation Z problem. A TikTok problem? Why? Because they posted many logical reasons why the Muslim world might hate us? A Generation Z problem? Because by their own admission, bin Laden's explanation makes 1,000 more sense than George Bush's? The same brains that gave us all of the amazing innovations need to put our energy towards this fast. In other words, we need to unleash an immediate propaganda campaign to try and close Pandora's box. So now they hate us for our freedoms, according to George Bush. Remember? So here in its entirety is what Generation Z is all over TikTok about, bin Laden's letter. The response to George Bush's, well, weak explanation. A letter from bin Laden to America. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Permission to fight against disbelievers is given to those believers who are fought against because they have been wronged, and surely Allah is able to give them 
the believer's victory. That's out of the Quran, 22.39. Now, as I said, I'm not a Muslim, folks, so take that into consideration. I'm just reading what bin Laden said. He goes on to say, those who believe fight in the cause of Allah, and those who disbelieve fight in the cause of Tagut. Now, Tagut, from a Muslim perspective, is anything other than God, which they deem as Satan. So fight you against the friends of Satan. Ever feeble is indeed the plot of Satan, according to the Quran's 476. Some American writers have published articles under the title, On What Basis Are We Fighting? These articles have generated a number of responses, some of which adhered to the truth and were based in Islamic law, and others which have not. Here, we wanted to outline the truth as an explanation and warning, hoping for Allah's reward, seeking success and support from him. And while seeking Allah's help, we form our reply based on two questions directed at the Americans. Now listen closely, folks. Question one, why are we fighting and opposing you? Question two, what are we calling you to and what do we want from you? As for the first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? Well, the answer is very simple. Because you attacked us and continue to attack us. You attacked us in Palestine. Palestine, which has sunk under military occupation for more than 80 years, these are Osama bin Laden's words, the British handed over Palestine under the Balfour Declaration, he, I put that in there, with your help and your support to the Jews who have occupied it for more than 50 years, years overflowing with oppression, with tyranny, with crimes, with killing, with expulsion, with destruction and devastation. The creation and continuation of Israel is one of the greatest crimes, and you are the leader of it as its criminals. And of course, there is no need to explain and prove the degree of American support for Israel. The creation of Israel is a crime which must be erased. Each and every person whose hands have become polluted in the contribution towards this crime must pay its price and pay for it heavily. It brings us both laughter and tears to see that you have not yet tired of repeating your fabricated lies that the Jews have a historical right to Palestine, as it was promised to them in the Torah. And anyone who disputes with them on this alleged fact is accused of anti-Semitism. This is one of the most fallacious, widely circulated fabrications in history. The people of Palestine are pure Arabs and original Semites. It is the Muslims who are the inheritors of Moses and the inheritors of the real Torah as it has not been changed. Muslims believe in all of the prophets, including Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon us all. If the followers of Moses have been promised a right to Palestine in the Torah, then the Muslims are the most worthy nation of this. When the Muslims conquered Palestine and drove out the Romans, Palestine and Jerusalem returned to Islam, the religion of all the prophets, peace be upon them. Therefore, the call to historical right to Palestine cannot be raised against the Islamic Ummah that believes in all the prophets of Allah, and we make no distinction between them. The blood pouring out of Palestine must be equally revenged. 
You must know that Palestinians do not cry alone. Their women are not widowed alone. Their sons are not orphaned alone. You attacked us in Somalia. You supported the Russian atrocities against us in Chechnya, the Indian oppression against us in Kashmir, and the Jewish aggression against us in Lebanon. Under your supervision, consent, and orders, the governments of our countries, which act as your agents, attack us on a daily basis. These governments prevent our people from establishing the Islamic Sharia using violence and lies to do so. These governments give us a taste of humiliation and places us in a large prison of fear and subdual. These governments steal our ummas, and by the way, for those who don't know what ummah means, that means the Muslim community. For those governments who steal our ummas' wealth and sell them to you at a paltry price. These governments have surrendered to the Jews and handed them most of Palestine, acknowledging their existence of their state over the dismembered limbs of their own people. The removal of these governments is an obligation upon us and a necessary step to free the Ummah, the Muslims, to make the Sharia the supreme law and to regain Palestine. And our fight against these governments is not separate from an outright fight against you. You steal our wealth and oil at paltry prices because of you international influence and military threats. This theft is indeed the biggest theft ever witnessed by mankind in the history of the world. Your forces occupy our countries, you spread your military bases throughout them, you corrupt our lands, and you besiege our sanctities to protect the security of the Jews and to ensure the continuity of your pillage of our treasures. You have starved the Muslims of Iraq, where children die every day. Is it a wonder that more than 1.5 million Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions? And you did not show concern. Yet when 3,000 of your people die, the entire world rises and has not yet sat down. You have supported the Jews in their idea that Jerusalem is their eternal capital and agreed to move your embassy there. With your help and under your protection, the Israelis are planning to destroy the Al-Aqsa mosques. Under the protection of your weapons, Sharon entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque to pollute it as a preparation to capture and destroy it. These tragedies and calamities are only a few examples of your opposition and aggression against us. It is commanded by our religion and intellect that the oppressed have a right to return the aggression. Do not await anything from us but jihad, resistance and revenge. Is it in any way rational to expect that after America has attacked us for more than half a century, that we will even leave her to live in security and peace? You may then dispute that all of the above does not justify aggression against civilians for crimes they did not commit and offenses in which they did not partake. Well, this argument contradicts your continuous repetition that America is the land of freedom and its leaders in this world. Therefore, the American people are the ones who choose their government by of the way of their own free will, a choice which stems from their agreement to its policies. Thus, the American people have chosen, consented to, and affirmed their support for the Israeli oppression of the Palestinians, the occupation and usurpation of their land, and its continuous killing, torture, punishment, and expulsion of the Palestinians. 
The American people have the ability and choice to refuse the policies of their government and even to change it if they want. The American people are the ones who pay the taxes which fund the planes that bomb us in Afghanistan, the tanks that strike and destroy our homes in Palestine, the armies which occupy our lands in the Arabian Gulf, and the fleets which ensure the blockade of Iraq. These tax dollars are given to Israel for it to continue to attack us and penetrate our lands. So the American people are the ones who fund the attacks against us, and they are the ones who oversee the expenditure of these monies in a way they wish through their elected candidates. Also, the American army is part of the American people. It is the very same people who are shamelessly helping the Jews fight against us. The American people are the ones who employ both their men and their women in the American forces which attack us. This is why the American people cannot be innocent of all the crimes committed by the Americans and Jews against us. Allah, the Almighty, legislated the permission and the option to take revenge. Thus, if we are attacked, then we have the right to attack back. Whoever has destroyed our villages and towns, then we have the right to destroy their villages and towns. Whoever has stolen our wealth, then we have the right to destroy their economy. And whoever has killed our civilians, then we have a right to kill theirs. The American government and the press still refuses to answer the question, why did they attack us in New York and in Washington? If Sharon is a man of peace in the eyes of George Bush, then we are also men of peace. America does not understand the language of manners and principles, so we are addressing it using the language it does understand. As for the second question that we want to answer, why are we call, or what are we calling you to and what do we want from you? Well, the first thing that we are calling you to is Islam, the religion of the unification of God, of freedom from associating partners with him and rejection of this, of complete love of him, the exalted, of complete submission to his laws and of the discarding of all the opinions, the orders, theories and religion which contradict the religion he sent down to his prophet Muhammad. Islam is the religion of all the prophets and makes no distinction between them. It is to this religion that we call you, the seal of all the previous religions, and it is the religion of unification of God, sincerity, the best of manners, righteousness, mercy, honor, purity, and piety. It is the religion of showing kindness to others, establishing justice between them, granting them their rights, and defending the oppressed and the persecuted. It is the religion of enjoining the good and forbidding the evil with the hand, tongue, and heart. It is the religion of jihad in the way of Allah, so that Allah's word and religion reign supreme. And it is the religion of unity and agreement on the obedience to Allah and total equality between all people without regarding their color, their sex, or their language. It is the religion whose book, the Quran, will remain preserved and unchanged after all other divine books and messages have been changed. The Quran is the miracle until the day of judgment. Allah has challenged anyone to bring a book like the Quran or even 10 verses like it. And the second thing we call you to do is to stop your oppression, your lies, your immorality, and debauchery as that has spread among you. We call you to be a people of manners, of principles, of honor and purity, to reject the immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and trading with interest. 
we call you to all of this that you may be freed from that which you have become caught up in that you may be freed from the deceptive lies that you are a great nation that your leaders spread amongst you to conceal from you the despicable state to which you have reached it is saddening to tell you that you are the worst civilization witnessed by the history of mankind. You are the nation who, rather than ruling by the Sharia of Allah in its constitution and laws, you choose to invent your own laws as you will and desire. You separate religion from your policies, contradicting the pure nature which affirms absolute authority to the Lord and your creator. You flee from the embarrassing question posed to you. How is it possible for Allah the Almighty to, cre to create his creation, grant them power all over the creatures and land, grant them all the amenities of life, and then deny them that which they are most in need of, knowledge of the laws which govern their lives? You are the nation that permits usury, which has been forbidden by all the religions, yet you build your, your uh, economy and investments on usury. And as a result of this, in all its different forms and guises, the Jews have taken control of your economy, through which they have then taken control of your media, and now control all aspects of your life, making you their servants and achieving their aims at your expense. Precisely what Benjamin Franklin warned you against. You are a nation that permits the production, the trading, and use of intoxicants. You also permit drugs and only forbid the trade of them, even though your nation is the largest consumer of them. You are a nation that permits acts of immorality, and you consider them to be pillars of personal freedom. You have continued to sink down this abyss from level to level until incest has spread amongst you in the face of which neither your sense of honor nor your laws object. Who can forget your President Clinton's immoral acts committed in the official Oval Office? After that, you did not even bring him to account, other than that he made a mistake, after which everything passed with no punishment. Is there a worse kind of event for which your name will go down in history and be remembered by nations? You are a nation that permits gambling in all its forms. The companies practice this as well, resulting in the investments becoming active and the criminals becoming rich. You are a nation that exploits women like consumer products or advertising tools, calling upon customers to purchase them. You use women to serve passengers, visitors, and strangers to increase your profit margins. Then you rant that you support the liberation of women. You are a nation that practices the trade of sex in all its forms, directly and indirectly. Giant corporations and establishments are established on this under the name of art, entertainment, tourism and freedom and other deceptive means you attribute to it. And because of all this, you have described in history as a nation that spreads disease that were unknown to man in the past. Go ahead and boast to the nations of man that you brought them AIDS as a satanic American invention. You have destroyed nature with your industrial waste and gases more than any other nation in history. And despite this, you refuse to sign the Kyoto Agreement so that you can secure the profit of your greedy companies and your greedy industries. Your law is the law of the rich and wealthy people who hold sway in their political parties and fund their election campaigns with their gifts. Behind them stand the Jews who control your politicians, your media, and your economy.
that which you are singled out for in the history of mankind is that you have used your force to destroy mankind more than any other nation in history. Not to defend principles and values, but to hasten to secure your interests and profits. You, you dropped a nuclear bomb on Japan, even though Japan was ready to negotiate an end to the war. How many acts of oppression, of tyranny, of injustice have you carried out, O callers of freedom? Let us not forget one of your major characteristics, your duality in both manners and values, your hypocrisy in manners and principles. All manners, principles, and values have two scales, one for you and one for others. The freedom of democracy, or excuse me, the freedom and democracy that you call to is for yourselves and for the white race only. And for the rest of the world, you impose upon them your monstrous, destructive policies and governments, which you call the American friends. Yet you prevent them from establishing democracies. When the Islamic Party of Algeria wanted to practice democracy and they won the election, you unleashed your agents in the Algerian army onto them and to attack them with tanks and guns and to imprison them and torture them. A new lesson from the American book of democracy. Your policy on prohibiting and forcibly removing weapons of mass destruction to ensure world peace it only applies to those countries which you do not permit to possess such weapons. As for the countries you consent to, such as Israel, then they are allowed to keep and use such weapons to defend their security. Anyone else who you suspect might be manufacturing or keeping these kinds of weapons, you call them criminals and you take military action against them. You are the last ones to respect the resolutions and policies of international law, law, yet you claim to want to selectively punish anyone else who does the same. Israel has, for more than 50 years, been pushing UN resolutions and rules against the wall with the full support of America. And as for the war criminals, which you censure and form criminal courts for, you shamelessly ask that your own are granted immunity. However, history will not forget the war crimes that you committed against the Muslims and the rest of the world. Those you have killed in Japan, Afghanistan, Somalia, Lebanon, and Iraq will remain a shame that you will never be able to escape. It will suffice to remind you of your latest war crimes in Afghanistan, in which densely populated innocent civilian villages were destroyed. Bombs were dropped on mosques crushing the roofs of the mosques to come crashing down on the heads of Muslims that were praying inside. You are the ones who broke the agreement with the Mujahideen when they left Kanduz, bombing them in Jangai Fort and killing more than 1,000 of your prisoners through suffocation and thirst. Allah alone knows how many people have died by torture at the hands of you and your agents. Your planes remain in Afghan skies looking for anyone remotely suspicious. You have claimed to be the vanguards of human rights, and your Ministry of Foreign Affairs issues annual reports containing statistics of those countries that violate any human rights. However, all these things vanished when the Mujahideen hit you, and you then implemented the message of the same, excuse me, the methods of the same documented governments that you used to curse. In America, you captured thousands of Muslims and Arabs, took them into custody with neither reason court trial, nor even disclosing their names. You issued new and harsher laws. 
What happens in Guantanamo is a historical embarrassment to America and its values, and it screams into your faces, you hypocrites. What is the value of your signature on any agreement or treaty? What we call you to thirdly do is to take an honest stance with yourselves, and I doubt you will do so, to discover that you are a nation without principles or manners, and that have the values and principles to you are something which are, you merely demand from others, not that which you yourself must adhere to. We also advise you to stop supporting Israel and to end your support of the Indians in Kashmir the Russians against the Chechens, and to also cease supporting the Manila government against the Muslims in the southern Philippines. We also advise you to pack your luggage and get out of our lands. We desire for your goodness, your guidance, and righteousness, so do not force us to send you back as cargo in coffins. And sixthly, we call upon you to end your support of the corrupt leaders in our countries. Do not interfere in our politics and methods of education. Leave us alone or else expect us in New York and Washington. We also call you to deal with us and interact with us on the basis of mutual interests and benefits rather than policies of subdual, theft, and occupation, and not to continue your policy of supporting the Jews because this will result in more disasters for you. If you fail to respond to all these conditions, then prepare for a fight with the Islamic nation, the nation of monotheism that puts complete trust on Allah and fears none other than him, uh, the nation which is addressed by its Quran with the words, do you fear them? Allah has more right that you should fear him if you are believers. Fight against them so that Allah will punish them by your hands and disgrace them and give you victory over them and heal the breasts of believing people and remove the anger of their believers' hearts. Allah accepts the repentance of whom he wills. Allah is all-knowing, all-wise. Quran 9.13-1. A nation of honor and respect. But honor, power, and glory being to Allah and to his messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him, and to the believers. So do not become weak against your enemies, nor be sad, and you will be superior in victory if you are indeed true believers. A nation of martyrdom, the nation that desires death more than you desire life. Think not of those who are killed in the way of Allah as dead. Nay, they are alive with their Lord, and they are being provided for. They rejoice in what Allah has bestowed upon them from his bounty and rejoice for the sake of those who have not yet joined him, but are left behind, not yet martyred that on them no fear shall come, nor shall they grieve. They rejoice in the grace and bounty from Allah, and that Allah will not waste the reward of the believers. It is he who has sent his messenger Muhammad with guidance and the religion of truth to make it victorious over all other religions, even though the polytheists hate it. Allah has decreed that verily it is I and my messengers who shall be victorious. The Islamic nation that was able to dismiss and destroy the previous empires like yourself, the nation that rejects your attacks, wishes to remove your evils and is prepared to fight you. You are well aware that the Islamic nation from the very core of its soul despises your haughtiness and your arrogance. If the Americans refuse to listen to our advice and the goodness, the guidance and righteousness that we call them to, then beware that you will lose your, this crusade that Bush began, just like the other grievous crusades in which you were humiliated by the hands of the Mujahideen, 
fleeing to your home in great silence and disgrace. And if the Americans do not respond, then their fate will be that of the Soviets who fled from Afghanistan to deal with their military defeat, their political breakup, their uh, ideological downfall, and their economic bankruptcy. This is our message to the Americans as an answer to theirs. Do they know why we fight them? And over which form of ignorance, by the permission of Allah, we shall be victorious. That's it. Now, again, I want to reiterate, I'm not a Muslim, and I don't agree with everything that Osama bin Laden had to say. But he had a heck of a lot of bullet points that hit home with me. How about you? Okay. Uh, He's right in a lot of what he said. And his explanation makes 1,000% more sense than George Bush's explanation for why they hate us. So tell me, does any of what he said ring true to you? Does it make sense that the physical state of Israel houses God's chosen people? Think about that. We've been hearing that for years. We're God's chosen people. A government overtly committing genocide on a daily basis in Palestine. Would God choose a people? Think about this. Would God choose a people that over millennia have violated the sixth commandment? Thou shalt not kill. And since October 7th, have literally robbed it in the face of the world with tacit approval from the U.S. government. It is not God-fearing Jews that are condoning these actions. And it is also not the belief of the Jewish religion. The real God-fearing, God-believing Jews are victims of this as their religion has been hijacked as are the Judeo-Christians that have been propagandized for generations by the political movement of Zionism. You hear it all the time. Oh, you hear Pastor John Hagee and a myriad of other pastors across the nation. Oh, but Israel, they're God's chosen people. No, the Jewish people have been hijacked by Zionism. They have perverted and distorted it. Jesus Christ was crucified because the Hebrews wanted a military Messiah. They prayed for one to come and save them that could defeat Rome. They were disillusioned when Jesus informed them on multiple occasions that his kingdom was not of this world. God's chosen people, and I want to be clear on this, folks. God's chosen people are the people of Israel. L, that's capital I-S, capital R-A, capital E-L. And what is the meaning of that? It means prince of God, royal children of God in his family. And who are they? When Jesus spoke of God's chosen people, he was speaking regarding the, quote, seed of Abraham, referring to Abraham's seed of faith. This seed of faith was not a genetic seed, which has been distorted and perverted. Galatians 3.16, and to thy seed, which is Christ. As Abraham was a faithful man, and God recognized that. Now, I'm not going to get into a whole biblical soliloquy here, but according to Jesus, you cannot be a child of God by genetics or or lineage. You must believe in Christ. John chapter 1, 13, all that believe in Christ are 
Israel, royal children of God in his family. And Jesus affirmed to Pontius Pilate, when Pontius Pilate had Jesus come before him, shortly before his crucifixion, that indeed his kingdom was not of this world. Go look, look it up in John 18, 36. Jesus told the Pharisees his kingdom wasn't here or there in a physical sense. The kingdom of God, Israel, is within you. His kingdom was based on your, on our faith. Abraham's example was not a physical place. It was the seed of faith. So regarding that, I'll leave you with this. Revelations 2.9 and 3.9. Beware of those who say they are Jews, but are not. It's repeated twice in Revelation, both in 2.9 and 3.9. Jesus was warning us to beware of those Jewish pretenders, the same people that hijacked, that perverted, and distorted true Judaism. And they are called Zionists. Jesus knew it. Osama bin Laden knew it. Generation Z is now learning it. And as they say, the genie is out of the bottle. The emperor has no clothes, and the emperor is being exposed. And as we all witness all over the world what is going on in Gaza right now as we speak, just like I said the same thing in my last broadcast, what's happening right now is a complete uh, genocide that is going on. They are deliberately wiping the Palestinian people off the map. And they are using what is called Hasbara to do it. What is Hasbara? Hasbara is Israel's propaganda machine. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. But what are the reasons for this? And I covered this in my broadcast last week. Okay. Uh, there was an, uh, a, a natural gas find off of the coast of Gaza. There is uh, a plans to build another canal parallel to the Suez Canal that allows ships to go in both directions. It's been said many times, follow the money. It's all about the money. The Palestinians are in the way. If you throw into the mix the greater expansion of Israel product, project, which Benjamin Netanyahu just showed a map in his latest, uh, what was it? It wasn't the APAC. That was, that was in San Francisco with Joe Biden. That's another one. <laughs> That's another joke I could go into. Uh, but basically, what it boils down to is the motivations for this are the greater expansion of Israel project, the uh, the the complete domination of Gaza, wiping those people out. They don't care where they go. Excuse me. They don't care whether they go to the Sinai. They don't care if uh, uh, Justin Trudeau takes a half a million of them up in Canada. They don't really care where they go. They just want them gone because they're in the way. And as I mentioned last week, um, uh, think about what happened in Maui. Okay, the the Maui fires. Isn't it funny how all of the prime property that wouldn't be sold by all of those people that had been there for generations, hundreds and hundreds of years? It was that particular area, and that area alone, even though much of uh, Maui was occupied by billionaires in their mansions, that was left alone. They wanted that land. Same thing here. 
They want this land for many reasons, and they want the Palestinians gone. And the Israelis do not want a two-state solution. And when I say the Israelis, I'm not talking about the Jewish people, many of them who occupy Israel. I'm talking about the Israeli, the Zionist Israeli government. That's who's behind this. Okay. How many people of you out there, how many people can you honestly say trust and like your government? I've asked that question many, many, many times to people. And I don't, I can't recall even one individual ever saying, oh yeah, I trust my government. I love my government. Oh yeah, my government's great. No, no. Most people do not trust nor do they like their government. Um, it's the same with Israel. The Israelis, the people that live in Israel, the Jewish people that live in Israel, many of them are secular. They don't even follow their Jewish faith. Okay, they they were born Jewish. Okay, but they don't they don't follow any of the principles of Judaism. Uh, but it's the same. They, they have the same attitude towards their government as the United States has towards theirs, or if German people have against theirs, or French people have against theirs, or the the uh, British people have against theirs, okay? It's all the same. The point I'm trying to make to you is I'm trying to separate the facts, because I've, I've, I've heard talk show hosts in the past, more than I can count or want or name, that they try to throw all Jews in a bucket and say, oh, she's a Jew, she's bad. No, they're not. Most Jewish people are have morals, values, uh, the separation of religion. Do you know that in Iran or in, in, in Iraq before the war or, or in Palestine before uh, the, the, the Nakba when Israel came in there under the Balfour Declaration, Jews and Christians and Muslims all lived in peace. There was, there was none of these wars going on. This has all been souped up and stirred by an agenda, a Zionist agenda, that is wanting a greater expansion of Israel. That's what this is all about. Divide and conquer. Blacks against whites. Muslim against Jews. Muslim against Christians and vice versa. Democrat against Republicans. It's all divide and conquer. How is it that all of these people from, from Iran and uh, Iraq and uh, uh, Palestine, how is it that all these people of these differing religions all lived in peace. And why is it now that everybody's at each other's throat? There's an agenda in, involved here, folks, and follow the money. And I can't emphasize this enough. You know, we hear all of these atrocities that are going on. And if you listen to mainstream media, who, by the way, is controlled, at least in the United States and most of the world, is controlled by Zionists. And remember I said before in previous pro uh, broadcasts, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist, and you don't have to be a Zionist to be Jewish. Okay? Remember that. So how are they doing to combat that? We've heard, we've heard all these uh, atrocious stories about 40 beheaded babies and women being raped. And all of the, uh, in, the, in the hospital over there, they found these, you know, uh, the tunnel. They were looking for Hamas. They have bombed Thousands of people killed innocent children and women. They, they're supposedly looking for Hamas. Hamas is the cover. They're looking for the underground tunnels. They haven't found them. But in the meantime, the collateral damage, which they call it, is all of these innocent people that have been killed. I want you to imagine for a moment 
that you lived in a, a, a town of two and a half million people. Let me let me think. Call it Phoenix, Arizona. And there was a, a wall that was built around that city. And they decided to deprive you of your, your electricity, your water, your food. Okay. And uh, uh, they started bombing you, carpet bombing you. And there was no place to go, no place to run. That's currently what's happening right now. And Israel is saying that, oh, yes, we, we found a tunnel, but it's all cemented up. I don't know whether you heard that report or not. Oh yes, uh, uh, it's we, we couldn't get into it because it was it was it was covered in cement. They, they they poured concrete on it. Well, here's the question: How can you pour concrete and fill in the the uh, entrance to a tunnel when you banned water from the entire region forty what forty two days ago? How's that possible? It's not. So what's happening here? How are they rebutting this? They, their claim is that uh, Hamas killed 1,400 uh, uh, Israelis. Turns out that's not true. Most of the Israelis were killed in gunfights. Most of the Israelis were killed by a, a military that went berserk, helicopters that strafed uh, uh, and shot rockets at the cars that were trying to flee. They didn't know, nor evidently did they care who was in there. Okay, a lot of the witnesses, Israeli witnesses, people that lived in Israel came forward and said that it was this Israeli IDF that were shooting everybody, Jews included. The, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Hannibal Directive, whereas as, a, as opposed to, to surrendering hostages, they would kill their own people if they were held hostages, so there wouldn't be any room for negotiation. Let's look at the logic behind the real reason for this incursion, for this revolt, I'll call it. It wasn't really an attack. It was a revolt. And how did they get through it? With the, 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 by their own uh, admission, the greatest intelligence in the world. But it was a revolt. Why did they revolt? What else could they do? They were deprived of everything. They have been deprived. They've been uh, uh, killed and maimed and, and controlled for 75 years, since 1948. What option did they have? If you were in a prison and you were deprived of, of, of the, the, the human needs to, to you know, be able to maintain your life, what would you do? So there was a revolt. Okay, so mysteriously enough, the uh, Israeli government stood down for seven hours with the greatest intelligence in the world, with, with electronic fences, with cameras, with you name it, drones. They stood down for seven hours and let this happen. Why? Hamas came over that border, and their, mo their, their goal was to take as many hostages as they could and bring them back to uh, uh, to Palestine. Why? Because for years, the Israeli government has been uh, uh, incarcerating, arresting, imprisoning thousands of Palestinians, still languishing in Israeli jails to this day, without a crime, without a trial, without anything, putting them in prisons. So Hamas grabbed these hostages to as, as, as a tool to be able to negotiate and free the Palestinian hostages that have been, you know, locked up for God knows how many years on a regular ongoing basis. So 
what is how is how is Israel uh, the government of Israel and how is the ADL responding to this? Well, they're using Hasbara, Israel's propaganda machine. You heard the clip that I pay, played earlier in this broadcast of Jonathan Greenblatt uh, flipping out because their propaganda isn't working. Because the young generation, God bless them, the young generation is starting to figure out what's really going on. And the sad truth of this is that the American public and, and the populace of the world has been being lied to and gaslighted for millennia regarding the agenda going on here. And it is only recently, since October 7th, reached the light of day where people have actually, the, the, the crimes have been so horrific, so over the top, that the world, thank God, has finally stood up and started to notice what's really going on here. In other words, the curtain has come down. You know, the, 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 the curtain has been rolled back on the wizard. The propaganda isn't working anymore. And all of the lies and all of the excuses that has been being made, not only by the Israeli government, but being backed by the American government and backed by the British government, it's all turning out to be a lie. And it's nothing new. I mean, you know, they lied about 9-11. They lied about who bombed the, who, who destroyed the Nord Stream pipeline. Now they're, they're blaming it on, uh, <coughs> excuse me, an incarcerated, incarcerated military uh, underling of, of uh, Vladimir Zelensky simply because they, their intent is, and I could make a prediction probably by the end of the year, they're going to be throwing Zelensky under the bus because all of those billions and hundreds of billions of dollars that they've been spending on this has been, you might as well have flushed it down the toilet because Russia has won this war. So now they've shifted focus to Israel and they're not paying any attention to Zelensky anymore at the cost of, figures have it, over 400,000 Ukrainian soldiers. And I, I remember the, the, the quote by Madeleine Albright when she was asked by Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes, do you think the sanctions that killed a half a million Iraqi babies, do you think it was worth it? And she said, yes, it was worth it. I posed the question for the world to listen to, how on earth could anybody justify that killing a half a million, or in Osama bin Laden's words in his letter, a million and a half Muslims, how could that be worth it? Every human being that fogs a mirror on this planet, black, white, red, yellow, Muslim, Jew, Christian, Hindu, I don't care. Everyone that God has put on this earth deserves the right to live their life. And I will add live it in peace and the people that are behind this these lunatics these psychopaths that are behind this for whatever their motivations are for greater expansions of israel controlling the oil and minerals throughout the world control of the people these people are insane this has got to stop and every day i wake up in the morning and i look at news with more Palestinian deaths, un unnecessary Palestinian deaths, and nobody, nobody in office, and, and you have to ask yourself this question, nobody in any office throughout the world that I can see has the stones to get up and say enough is enough. You have to ask yourself the question, why? I can tell you the answer, because these people have been bought off, propagandized, they have been uh, compromised, 
okay, and they're afraid to speak out. Everybody, all every member that I see, whether it's Blinken or Sullivan or or Biden or Kamala Harris, any of them, or or, or any of the leaders, Macron or or uh, what's his name, Sunak over in uh, the UK, they're all for this. And the question you have to ask yourself is, how on earth could anyone before in 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 favor of how could they be in favor of genocide? How could they be in favor of wiping a population off the face of the earth? That's sick. That's demonic. Not to mention the fact, how could you have a conscience or no conscience, no empathy, no compassion, no nothing? Is there anyone out there, anywhere in the world, and I, we've heard a few that have spouted up, uh, Erdogan and Turkey, uh, some of the Muslim community and some of the nations that have voiced their, their, their disdain for this, yet I haven't seen them do anything. They've, they've spoken loud. They, they talk a good line, but they haven't done anything to, to thwart this. So my question is this. Is there anyone left in this world that has the diplomacy, that has the stones to stand up and say no to this? <sighs> Meanwhile, yes, before I close this out, Israel's propaganda machine, they have um, uh, a, a thing called Hezbollah, which is their form of propaganda, okay, and they're their propaganda is designed, methodically designed, to put spin on uh, uh, all of the atrocities that they are currently carrying out, whether it be in Gaza or, or the West Bank or wherever they're carrying it out, to, to basically take it, itemize it, and spin it in a way that makes it, makes it sound like they're the victim and they're the ones that are uh, uh, defending themselves. And I've said this before on prior broadcasts. Uh, you know, the United States calls their budget a defense budget. It shouldn't be called a defense budget. It should be an offense budget. Because if it was defense, we'd be protecting our borders. We're not doing that. Offense is when you go into somebody else's foreign land and you invade them. So we have an offensive budget in the United States. It's upwards of a trillion dollars. In Israel, we're supplying guns and ammunition and money to them. And they're on the offense, taking what's left of the, Pal of the country of Palestine, which they now own 88% uh, of. And they're on the offensive to completely wipe out and commit genocide on the remaining people left in this. And they have the audacity. They have the temerity, the unmitigated gall to stand up and say, we can do this because we're God's chosen people. Now, all of you out there, and I don't care whether you're Muslim, Hindu, uh, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jewish, whether, whatever you are, can you fathom a God that would condone killing or genociding people that he created? The whole, the whole faction of that doesn't even make any sense. It's completely illogical, except the leaders of all of our nations accept this. What's the matter with them? Am I one of the only human beings on the, pl uh, the planet that can see th through this crap? I'm about out of time. I'm sorry to vent, folks, but <laughs> there it is in a nutshell. That's why they hate America. 
thanks. We'll see you next time. I appreciate you listening. Bye.